Welcome to Relationship Real Talk, Live the Life's podcast. For over 20 years, we've been dedicated to strengthening marriages and families through relationship education. Our core goals are to reduce the Florida divorce rate by 50% by 2029, to increase the marriage rate, and reduce teen pregnancy and out-of-wedlock births. For more information about us, you can visit us at livethelife.org. Welcome to Relationship Real Talk. We're glad you guys are back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. And today, I wanted to discuss a topic I hadn't really ever thought about, but um, I was telling Alfonso, I am a member of AARP. (laughs) I am not over 50 or 60. I just really like the benefits. You can sign up at any age. Yes, yes. random side note to this entire episode. What what made you sign up? (laughs) Out the blue. Seriously, it was my sister. She's younger than me, but she was like, you get like 20% off at restaurants, and you get deals at Costco, and you get this, this, that, 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 that. So I signed up for it and don't regret it because it is, I mean, I get fun little articles, I get discounts at places, you know. Kind of worth it. Yeah, it is kind of worth it. And then that's where I saw the article about the gray divorce. And so that's kind of a topic that is honestly what I never thought about before about getting divorced after like 50. 50, yeah. Yeah. So... It was just interesting to read the article and see the statistics on it. Yeah, it was going over it. It's like you said, it's something you don't really think about per se. Mm -hmm. But I mean, breaking down the practical (laughs) side of the situation, yeah. Because what did the what did the article say that if if loneliness or what divorce? If the gray divorce was a disease. If it would be a pandemic or epidemic. Epidemic. So it's like epidemic levels. Mm-hmm. Which again, I guess I just don't think of like and not that, you know, older people can't get divorced, but it was talking about people that had been married for decades. Mm-hmm. Finally calling and quits. They're, yeah, whether it's because, you know, they can't handle being alone in the house without mm-hmm. kids. They've drifted apart. They just finally can't take it anymore. The The older generation, they're getting divorced at crazy rates. And, that, and the one thing that did kind of stick out to me is, again, you really don't think about it, how many people stay together for kids. Because mm-hmm. that was something that was pinpointed a lot throughout the article. Yeah. Oh, well, don't need to stay together for the kids. The kids are out the yeah. house. Uh, the free time that comes with yep. it. So even thinking about that aspect and how okay, there was this relationship that was once there. It was a fire. Mm-hmm. Nothing rekindled. They didn't yeah. repair anything. It was literally for the kids. And then once the kids left, separation, which right. financial issues. It was saying that women even struggle more once the divorce happens because you got to think all the assets and stuff yeah. were either tied together or up under the husband. And what did it say, 20%? Yeah, 20%, whether they were divorced, widowed, or just had never married, they had a high rate of poverty. And which is crazy. Yeah. But I mean, it makes sense. But I want to more so talk about how how do you think people get to that point and what can people do to prevent getting a divorce at such an old age? So let's see, like someone today that's 50 
It's 2023. That means Mm -hmm. they were born in the 70s and they were young people in the 80s and the 90s. Who went through some wild decades. I know, (laughs) but I just don't think that emotional intelligence was a priority Mm -hmm. in the 70s and the 80s. I guess uh, maybe a little bit more in the 90s, but it really hasn't been a big thing since probably the 2010s. I would say that's probably... What, what I would say, I mean, I'm no expert, but just kind of from what I've observed. So we have like all of these people mm-hmm. that are now in their 50s and 60s learning about emotional intelligence, learning about all these things, but they've spent the past 30 years raising children together without that knowledge. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they kind of didn't even think about that relationship of the marriage being important and just let the focus all go to the kids. And instead of maintaining that marital relationship, they really focused in on their kids and they really focused in on, okay, how can I be a good parent? Because if you think about it, that was a huge priority because they probably didn't have great relationships with Mm -hmm. their parents. So their focus was, I really want to be a good parent. For my kids. For my kids, yeah. So... And I don't blame them because mm-hmm. that was probably a huge thing that impacted them because their parents weren't available. So they tried their best to be available for, available for their kids when they really like neglected this other relationship. So I think that has something to do with it. I think that's probably why a lot of it happens. So do you think, and just kind of sidebar question, so do you think this enlightenment era, I should say, of, okay, emotional intelligence being aware of things you know that you don't like and do like do you think of course it's a positive side but do you think the random outbursts kind of hindered a lot of relationships because i feel like now people hear it and like oh yeah i don't like this this is a red flag red flag i'm gonna leave boom yeah out of here no second thought and a lot of language that i see on twitter and instagram is oh i once I realized this, I shouldn't have to teach. Da, 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 da. And it's like, ah, well, yeah. no. <laughs> I, that's, that's such a catch-22 for me because on the one hand, like, yeah, you shouldn't have to. But on the other hand, what's your social responsibility? You know, if you are invested in this person and they have something that you don't, that you see there's a need for education or information and you just are like, mm, not my job. Well, then whose job is it? Is it just always that person's? What if they just don't have the know or the bandwidth to say, I am not self-aware about this? So I see both sides of that. But I think another generational factor, why people are so conscious and socially aware and trying to become more emotionally intelligent is because they saw all that divorce. And because they saw their parents have absolutely no relationship and they don't want that. I can even think of my own siblings. My own siblings don't want to get married because they saw all of the divorce, all of the, you know, bad things that come with relationships. And so while these parents are trying to change the generational curse from their parents, Mm -hmm. they're creating and, and not to, you know, not that they're trying to curse, but they're showing their children what this kind of toxic 
what relationship looks, looks like. like. Yeah. yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of focusing on that, which would show them, oh, this is a good relationship. This is something you want to aspire to, which actually research shows when there's a healthy marriage, mm-hmm. that's actually the best thing you can do for your kids is yeah. to provide that safety. That's showing them that there's something more important than them. So I, I think that, you know, I, it's also interesting to think, okay, so then what will the next generational curse be? Yeah. If we have all these people that are now focused on relationships, focused on emotional intelligence, focused on being the best self, focused on no, not getting into red flags. Mm-hmm. What's that going to put on the next generation? But what's so funny, I feel like, <laughs> and I'll tie it back into the whole, what, what is it? The gray, gray, divorce, gray divorce. Yeah. I find it funny how, you know, we're learning this information and people, it's like that they go straight to the extreme. So they see this mm. adjustment and it's like, okay, I should be feeling this way. Oh, I should be respected this way. Oh, treat it this way. And then it's like they overdo it, turn it into overdrive yeah. because they're excited that, oh, I'm feeling good. It's supposed to it's supposed to be like this, but I should be running away from whatever craziness is going on this side. So with with that behavior of just immediately going to the extreme, what advice would you give to an older couple that, okay, mm-hmm. They do. They now realize there are some things that they've looked yeah. over emotionally. What would you? What advice would you give them? Well, I think first of all, when you get to that point where you are alone and you do realize there's something wrong with your marriage or there's something that's lacking, just remember that you were you were a couple before you were parents. Sex. You chose to marry that person, hopefully, maybe not, but you, you, there was something that drew you. You just don't have a baby together without anything, you mm-hmm. know, something drew you together. And that was, that was part of your, who you were before you were parents. So okay. there's not nothing there. And so for me, that says that there's always hope with that person. And so once you realize that that's something wrong, there's something happening, you are not, us anymore. You're not what you were when you started. Seek help. Figure out, okay, um, you know, obviously not like abusive relationships or anything like that, but, you know, lack of intimacy, mm-hmm. feeling alone, um, those are not necessarily things that are divorce worthy, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, a lot of people think that they are, but those are things that are fixable. Of course. And those are things that, you know, again, you chose this person for a reason. And just because you forgot that reason, it doesn't mean that it, you're hopeless. So I would say um, find someone to invest in your marriage. Find, you know, some kind of marriage enrichment program in your area. Do stuff together. Start. What did you do when you started dating? Start doing those things again. Start dating again. Start going out. Start being intimate. Start sharing things about your life, your wishes, your hopes, your dreams. Mm-hmm. Figure out how to do a d- daily temperature reading. Like bingo. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. The so one. these are there's so many small things that you can do that can help you build that bonding and connection with your spouse again. And then you don't have to be alone in your fifties and at the poverty rate as a woman. You Completely know. Completely agree. <laughs> completely. Yeah. Now, so that's that's the research on you know the boomers now mm-hmm. and older people now, knowing <laughs> the climate and how 
us young people think about relationships nowadays? What do you think that research is going to look like later? Do you think people will be more emotionally sound and be it'll be more togetherness? Or do you think we're walking towards more singleness as people get older? Well, I think already we've seen the marriage rate decline at really overwhelming rates, mm-hmm. um, which is why that's one of our strategic goals is to increase the marriage rate, not just drop the divorce rate, but increase the marriage rate. Um, and I think also we might be, because of what you were just talking about with that extreme, I see red flag, mm-hmm. I walk away. So, you know, we might mm-hmm. be the generational curse that our generation might have is we're too picky. Mm-hmm. And the people underneath us see that and they're like, well, you know, at least it's love and I'm with someone mm-hmm. and so I'm with, so accepting of more than maybe they should. And I don't know, obviously, but I could see as as that goes where they're, you're trying to focus on, you know, is this person exactly the right soulmate, perfect fit puzzle piece to me? And then the uh, people underneath them being like, gosh, you're lonely. Yeah. You're, see, you got 58 cats, you know? <laughs> that's honestly sad to say. And, and, you know, thankfully lived a life we were working to prevent that. Yeah. But I definitely see our generation moving towards where you have more older single women, older single men, not necessarily trying to settle down. I try to go in these rabbit holes since we're a relationship, you know, organization just to see what men single men are talking about single women are talking mm-hmm. about and a lot of things are very career heavy like a lot of women they're they're saying now oh, well i don't need marriage i don't even need kids i yeah i can go travel be in the beach laid up living my best life the males oh i don't need a right. woman i can make money have options and live my own life so sadly i do see See us per se being more lonely, but I do think the people up under us going to see. Okay, well, that wasn't the move at yeah, all, <laughs> yeah, and it's going to reverse. So hopefully, we lean more in that direction. And I also wonder what that's going to do to the population, because if we have less people getting married, <laughs> less people having children, <laughs> people you know. don't even think about that whole yeah whole cycle. I, yeah population maybe maybe headed toward a population decrease on a maybe <laughs> yeah but then again i don't know because you know people out here living life irresponsible and just you're not wrong really some people make so. up you know for the other people not having kids oh <laughs> yeah they, they definitely make up having 12 18 kids <laughs> that is something yeah. for sure <laughs> so what other what else would you say to any older person that is listening to this podcast to young people (laughs) i know well and again i mean i don't know anybody's story i -hmm. don't know what you've been through i just know from doing this work from being in this like environment for the past four years we have seen people come through all of our programs especially hope weekend where the the couples just are like, there's literally no hope for us. This is literally a last ditch effort to tell the judge we did everything we could. <laughs> and going through Hope Weekend and their marriage is restored. Cause again, that there there was something. 
And, you know, there was something at the beginning and getting back to that something, getting back to the place where you've, you're starting to restore and rebuild that trust and the intimacy that you've lost. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of these people coming through hope weekend, I mean, they, they have been through much more intense Uh, things than I feel lonely and (laughs) uh, you know I just think we've drifted apart yeah they're going Mm -hmm. through infidelity and they're going through just I mean if you can think it it has it has been a couple at a hope weekend I promise you (laughs) so um, if if they can find hope if they can find their way back to restoration then you can too now this (laughs) and I'll answer it too we're both we're both in relationships so how how do you see yourself avoiding maybe the the eventual mm-hmm. headbutt collision that you I'm sure it's going to happen. I mean, being with somebody for so long, we're going to run into those moments. So how do you yeah. think you're going to prepare and maneuver when that time comes? So when you say headbutt, mm-hmm. we'll just come together maybe if maybe it is a dry spot mm-hmm. in a relationship. Maybe you've gotten into a routine where it's kind of boring. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, because of that, you're starting to argue a little bit more. So what ways now can you think to prevent those type of issues? Uh, That is such a good question because I think a lot of people forget that marriage isn't a noun. It's a verb. (laughs) And (laughs) if relationships were created or they are based on work. And if you stop working at it, then they're going to stop working. So if you are finding that you're like, oh, man, we're just fighting all the time. We're never coming together. Are you doing anything to bond? Are you doing anything to connect? Are you communicating? Are you going on dates? And, you know, if you are, then, hey, maybe there's something else that you need. Maybe there's a class you need to take. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to go see a couples counselor because, Marriage does take work. And, you know, if there's not two people that are committed to doing that every single day, then you are going to find yourself butting heads. You are going to find yourself feeling lonely. You are going to find yourself being like, wow, this is not the person I married. But, you know, the the things that bond and connect us aren't meant to bond and connect us for life. They're meant to bond and connect us for the next couple mm-hmm. minutes. For the time being, you know? whatever it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially physical intimacy. Like that super, I mean, like I, all the married couples were like, yeah, in an argument with that, 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> but the next day, you're still going to have that, same, have that argument, same argument unless you <laughs> deal with it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I would say is just relationships, they, they are not created to be Oh, we said our vows, we're done. No, they're they take daily work and For daily sure. intentional. And I I agree. Um I <laughs> looking into it, I feel like marriage is like college. And when I say like college, mm-hmm. the before you get the degree, that's you know, the boyfriend, girlfriend stage, now you know anything serious. Now you graduate, marriage certificate, boom, here you go. You finish, you went through what you need to go through to know that this is the person you are. Now, once you get that degree, now you're in the job force. All right. <laughs> you can get a job, you know, be cool, living real, real nice, get the salary, paycheck, degree certified. This thing called continued education. Yeah. <laughs> that you have to, you, there's no running away from it. A lot of people think you graduate, you get into your job career, and that's it. 
nah, you have to stay on top of it. Same thing I see with marriage. You have to stay on top. So Mm -hmm. continuing to learn your partner, continue to learn different strategies to bond because that might change. Who knows? After the first kid, maybe some of the things y'all did annoy your wife now. So switch it up and vice versa. So that's how I see just really being, like you said, eager to learn Mm -hmm. and for a male's perspective, being able to listen and adjust. I feel like that's the... Mm -hmm. That's the a big thing for us because yeah. you can tell us something and we we can hear you. <laughs> yeah. We can hear you, but we might not listen. And then sometimes our pride gets in the way as well. So if um lack of a better word right now. So if something needs to be corrected, our first instinct is like, I'm fine. What what? Like it's defense yeah. mode automatically. But yeah. being humble enough to understand, okay. Coming to me with a problem, let's unpack it and talk about it. And let's go from there. So that was, I would say for me, that's what I plan on doing. Well, and then also off of that, it's so funny how as society, we have been conditioned to know when you get a job, you just, you have to come to work and you have to do things. You can't just come to work and sit at a desk and just twiddle your thumbs I mean, and that, and if that's not common knowledge to you, then there's another whole other thing we got to talk about. But, you know, we think about that and then we think about, okay, what's more, what's even more important than our work, our relationships and with our friends. We would never just be like, oh, hi, Alfonso, I'd like to be your friend and never talk <laughs> to you never again. T- <laughs> right? But Walk with marriage, hey. we just expect that we say these vows on this one day and marriage should just be a breeze. Marriage should just be, ooh, easy, perfect. I need nothing else. So I I think that's part of what we need to change as a society is realizing that relationships, marriage, they, they are going to take work and not that it's like, you know, back breaking work, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it is work work. and it's worth it. And I think anybody who, you know, enjoys their job like us, we, we work long hours, (laughs) but we know it's worth it. Like we, we agree to it. And mm-hmm. like, like you were saying too, you know, you get promoted at work, you know, maybe you get promoted to a dad, like, Ooh, how exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you get promoted to the 10 year, like, you know, and then that, but that doesn't mean that you stop working, right? Yeah, exactly. You got to keep on moving forward. You got to keep on putting in the work. So. Anything else? I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Remember, we are now offering free classes in Florida through our Healthy Marriage Initiative grant. If you are interested, check out livethelife.org slash A. If you are military and you are interested in learning more about this program, you can reach out to us by emailing Ashley at livethelife.org. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you feel educated, encouraged, and empowered to thrive in whatever relationship you're in.